Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from January the 20th of 1990, coming off our big six-year birthday month celebration last week. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper. Before you ask, Hopper did warn me a day ahead of time. There was something that could up, it couldn't uh, came up, it couldn't be rescheduled. And uh, as far as the three of us, we had to get this done tonight, Doc and I. So we're here. We're going to bring you a great show, as we always do. But I just wanted you all to know, don't worry about Harper. He let us know in advance, which is a rarity, Doc, isn't it? Well, he told me what he's doing. Okay. Harper got a second job, shoot job. He felt guilty and felt like he needed to earn some money so he could pay you back because <laughs> because <laughs> some of this might, might or might not be true, but the next part is definitely 100% a shoot. This is the only podcast where this would be an actual item to discuss, but Harper has broken another headset. I'm pretty sure that the makers of all headsets need to put on the label. These are not for anal insertion. Now that Doc has told you some truth there, there's some mixture in there. Let me tell you what happened. Saturday night, May the 29th. I know this is coming out, you know, week and a half, two weeks after that. But Saturday night, May the 29th. I get a random text from Harper and it says, I accidentally stepped on my headset headphones. I'm sorry. They're destroyed. I said, that's nice. Are you serious? Yes. I said, okay, I'll order some new ones tonight. And he said, okay. And then right after I ordered them a couple hours later, when I got to my computer, Said, I ordered you some new ones. They'll arrive Monday. Okay, that's his response. So, Doc, how many headsets have you gone through now in six years? I'm on two. You're on two, which makes sense. I believe this is his fifth. I'm lost count. I've lost count, to be honest. I don't really know anymore. And my and my second one will give way to a third one soon, but my second one was the one that was worn out from work 
and I repurposed it for show over here. But so I'll be on three pretty soon, but I didn't. Number two wasn't new when I started using it. And you started, you and I've been doing this since the beginning. He joined five months in, four months in, whatever it was. Well, how many times, not only have you broke, have you stepped on your headset? How many times do you leave your headset on the floor? So I haven't used the actual formal headphones in a while. I, I, they had a nice USB mic on sale like two years ago and I got, I got one, but before that I had headphones for the first four years and I never left them on the floor. Not once. Because I got kids, right. I got he myself. He, he tried to give his girl a colonoscopy with those things, and they're not built for that. <laughs> Can you imagine him <laughs> wearing his... <laughs> Can you imagine him wearing his headphones and trying to stick the little microphone up her ass and telling her to fart so he can hear it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not the craziest thing. That it's not the most out of bounds thing we've ever said on the show. Never forget the live stream where I don't know, man. I think I was the one who said it. I was like, he probably puts the. It was the Patreon live stream. It was like he probably puts the microphone. He probably wears it and uses it and lassos it when he's you know <laughs> getting it on. Man, and then, he these... just, and then he takes the headset off and inserts the microphone after hey, you, you get some of those dot, old dotted. Monday night football Howard Cosell ear cans they might be able to hand up handle up on that kind of thing but nowadays they don't make shit to handle up to that kind of abuse yeah can you, man <laughs> can you imagine what those headphones smell like I'd like to not think about it I'd like to not think about it how's that sound <laughs> Well, I think there's a term for it. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> but does see an earwax. That's right. I just, I, it's when he texted me, the first thing I did before I responded was I screenshotted it and sent it to you. And you were just, you were just like, come on. But it's a fact. There's no other way to say it. it no happened, other right? way to say it. I, I can't. He's hard on the. He's hard on shit. I can't even laugh. I just was like, really, like I shook my head, like, of course, of course. He's, he's bulldozing his way through life. <sighs> so he's not here, not because of that. He's actually gotten his new headphones. They've they've arrived. Um, so yeah, Oliver broke a headset, but he's not here tonight. He's actually taking care of some very important business. He has a uh, well. Let's say this, and I'll I'll be serious. He has a very excuse, excused absence on this one. Oh yeah, very much. He so. called in and let us know, and it's one of the things that you can get an excused absence for. Very much. Okay. Okay, Doc. Moving right along, you got a you got something you want to take care of as far as a spotlight or a five star or what? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. I got star. we got a five star review. It's yeah. from Jimmy Garvin's hair. Yeah, his hair back then or today. 
don't know. It's a good question because he is doesn't have any here now. This is what's causing all this. Best podcast out there, and you don't even know. These fellas are doing things on a higher level. Check it out. Thank you, Jimmy Garvin's hair. Definitely appreciate that. I'd like to get a turn. Hey. With, can we get a turn with Precious? Oh, boy. She's I also want to mention. I don't know if you heard, but she's bodacious. That's what Rick said in the 80s. Those his exact words, those bodacious tatas. Boy, try saying that on TV nowadays. <laughs> That's such Man. a 1987 thing to say. Yeah, it really is when you think about it. Just I mean that amazing. that that's that's you there's a, a a linear path from all the way live in 1985 to bodacious tatas in 87. Oh, of course. Yeah. There's definitely the a same people path. who say bodacious tatas were saying all the way live. I think I agree with you. Okay. I, you know, I, we, I didn't. Hey, one, we, well, hold on. Let me say we something. Go, no, no, let me okay. say something. You know, we started here. I just wanted to see how you were doing tonight. How are you doing this, t- this night, fellow? You've been, you've oh, been. Where's this going? Well, no, the, the shoe job has had you unable, unavailable lately. And I was just, you know, making sure you, we hadn't really had a chance to connect. Now you're going to make me break kayfabe on you here. You're gonna make me. You're gonna make me say something. So, let me tell y'all a little secret about the little the little doctor fellow over here. I'm he not. It's lonely. I'm a big fella, fella. He gets. He gets lonely on the shoot job, y'all. He gets real lonely. He really can't handle. I am extremely busy on a mm-hmm. regular basis, especially lately. We do and keep. We so, do keep the uh, the lower to mid card workers busy. I am extremely busy, as in I don't have a minute or two to spare during the course of the day usually. It is just wall-to-wall, my time is accounted for, and it could be hard on you. I ain't complaining. I feel blessed. I work hard, and I feel blessed to have a good job. And Doc can't handle it. That's why he asked that question, because I I cannot give him the time he needs He's like a woman in the middle of the day. <laughs> I just think you're so doing that more segment doing, backfired on you. No, I think you're doing more work than the job requires, no, but that's just no. me personally. <laughs> okay, Robert Fuller. On that note, you were talking about five star reviews, so I wanted to mention something. Uh, first thing I want to do is give a special shout out to the largest p- patron contributors monthly that we have. Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Jeremy Priest, who bumped up again recently. I'll mention that in a second. And Joe Ice, thank you for your generous support. And I need to mention uh, someone on the Facebook group. Uh, this will be funny. It goes by the name of 504 Ducky. And this is not Duck Bozard. This is another Ducky. So he's 504 Ducky. He's from New Orleans, from what I, I gather in the Facebook group. He posted a message in the official Facebook group, BTT, that is filthy. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you people? Wow. Just can we settle down in there and grow up maybe? Michael Angel, get control of the group. William Bozard, get control of yourself. And all you other filthy animals in there, what is wrong with you all? Stop giving my friend Jim Vinsky and Mike Crockett a hard time as the admins in there. I mean, they are trying to handle things and the moderators, but you guys are off the chain. But anyway, on a more serious note, Ducky, who posted in the Facebook group, he said, I'm not sure why. um, Oh, no, no. I said, I'm sorry. 
He said he posted in a Facebook group that there was a five-star review. And then I turned around and told him, like, hey, I'm not sure why it's not showing. So I just wanted you to know, 504 Ducky, since you mentioned it to me, thank you for trying to post a five-star review. I don't know if you were hitting a vodka bottle or something a little hard that night and just didn't hit sin. But since you're a fellow 504 boy, I figured I'd just uh, shout you out and uh, please get that five-star review in so that we can, um, you know, we can we can get it actually read on air. Now he did tell me when he was posting last night, he's like, nah, it's cool, bro. I'm still a fan. I'm walking through the eighth ward right now, drinking right. uh two for six Amsterdam vodkas. Now I grew up in the eighth ward, which is funny. So I don't know where Ducky was in the eighth ward, but I found that ironic. Um, I don't know if I've ever said that I grew up in the eighth ward in New Orleans. So anyway, uh, Ducky was walking through the eighth ward. Now the eighth ward is, you know, I mean, he could have been a ways away from where I grew up, but anyway, you're all right in my book, Ducky, but your five-star review ain't showing, so that's why we haven't said it. But uh, be cool, man. Thank you. All right, Doc, uh, do you have any thoughts on that, or can I keep moving? I would say please keep moving. <laughs> Ducky, he knows sold you, Ducky. Get on him. Oh, wait, he's not on social media. Um, so real quick, shout-out to Jeremy Priest. Uh, he's always been one of our big-time contributors on Patreon, and he bumped up recently. Thank you again, Jeremy. You got your shirt. It'll be coming soon. Another one that is, or your Pro Wrestling Tees gift card. And then shout out to Benjamin Brodel. He's an existing Patreon member, but he he went to the annual method. And uh, right now, the the sale is still on through, uh, I said the 10th. I'll extend it through the 12th, I guess, since you'll be listening to this. So it'll be a two, day, two days after this. And uh, he, he went annual. And right now, if you go annual for the next couple of days, you get two months for free. And then new Patreon member, Eric, Eric, I'm sorry, Callum, Eric signed up. He went annual as well. And you, uh, Eric's a longtime listener. So thank you, Eric, and enjoy all that extra Patreon content. Doc, tell the people we cut a couple of Patreon shows before this tonight. You want to tell the people what they're missing out on that uh, just uh, just dropped recently? We continue to set the standard for patron content in the industry. We're industry leaders. We cut a, uh, a pre-show patron episode on the North uh, Korea dark side of the ring. Just the nuttiness that went on with that. And we talked about the Mick Foley biography. And we uh, created a list of wrestlers that uh, Mike would let watch his kids. And yes, for all you wondering, Rod Price was on the list. You just really lathered up the the late last guy on Twitter when, by, by mentioning that name. Why? Is he, was, he son or, was he son or fun? You're not going to bait me tonight. I'm not letting you bait me. <laughs> not Man, letting this happen. how about those NBA you baited, playoffs? You bro. baited me last week, and how I've got some those, heat over it. How about those NBA playoffs? We were both up late last night watching some scorchers of, of basketball games. I wasn't watching shit, Jack. That was you. Okay. That was you. uh, But, yeah, we got a couple of patron episodes up over there. And uh, with all the shit on TV these days for for wrestling, I got to imagine that uh, we'll be doing some more of these. I mean, you're really fired up for that that Grizzly Smith one, aren't you? I'll... I'm gonna Did say you cut a thing. Pro- he cut Mike cut a promo in, in on Grizzly Smith in the Mick Foley uh patron app. I'm gonna tell you all that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not watching that. That's all I got to say. You'll get my 
you if you listen to the patron episode and you're a patron, you'll get my thoughts on it. I got nothing. There's nothing I want to see related to that. There's nothing I want to see. He was a scum human being. Grizzly was. And he can piss off for all I care. Um, but anyway, I wanted to mention that. And we, we had some fun doing those Patreon episodes. And not only those, but there's 300 other Patreon episodes available. TinyURL.com slash PatreonBTT. TinyURL.com slash PatreonBTT. Right now, you just got a couple of more days. You can uh, sign up and you'll get two months free through Saturday, June the 12th. Saturday, June the 12th, you sign up. You'll get two months for free if you go annual. Now, you can go month to month, but if you go annual, you get two months free. You want to talk some Saturday night on that note? I'm Man, I am very, very low on flip and dive tonight. I am ready to roll. I love wrestling, and I, the only thing I love wrestling more than wrestling is talking about it. All right, so we jump into this week's episode of NWA Saturday Night on TBS uh, from January 20th of 1990. going to be a fun episode here coming at you. Uh, the show kicks off. Let me just play what happens at the show at the uh, top of the show because we got Woman and Nitron. Here it is. Like Rick, I've come here to talk to him because I want him to know that I have this number here that he can call me at any time. I can be very beneficial to him if he needs my services. So Rick, you know where to reach me. I told you all the numbers. Call me. Whoa, bro! It's 1990. How many different numbers do you have? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I never thought about that till you said it. Something's going on here. She's got a note for Slick Rick, and she, and he can call her anytime. Man, for some I'd service. be dialing up those numbers and then hitting store 69 if you know what I mean. Jesus Lord! All right. Well, we go from that, more on that later. We go from that to Jim Ross and Gordon Soley. They are at the Von Braun Civic Center. Gordon Soley is, uh, like I said, with JR calling the action. They tell us what we'll see today. Uh, one of the things we'll see is Arn will battle Ranger Ross. Remember, Arn is the TV champion right now. So Arn is going to be battling Ranger Ross in the uh, TV title match. Doc, any other thoughts from the opening? Man, JR, he, now he's got Soley back with him. Lots of uh, switching. The, hard, to find a, hard to find a rhythm. He's going to... God, at what point? It's coming up where Corny's basically going to be on commentary with him unless the Midnight have a match. On Saturday night. He's going to be with, with Corny soon, like most of the time. I just can't remember when the switch uh, officially happens. I mean, this is we've talked about this briefly. I've had this conversation with you. Silva and I have had this conversation on air with you as well, where Corn like the WCW right now has JR, Gordon Soley, and Lance Russell all doing commentary. Isn't that crazy? A lot of talent. Legendary talent. <laughs> it's unreal that in just this little time frame, they've got some of the best talent. In the world, uh, whoever existed working for them. So anyway, I just thought I'd point that out. We keep moving. We got hey, the rock real and roll. Quick. Okay. Um, that center that they're in, the Von Braun Center, had a maximum seating capacity of ten thousand, built in seventy five. 
I didn't look up the attendance for it. I could on the fly in a second yeah, when we look, go to a promo. It's fine. Uh, I don't care. There's a website. I'm just telling you, they were running a big broom there. That's. I mean, yeah, ten thousand is a. I mean, by today's standard, that's that's a kind of a mid-sized arena, though. You know what I mean? I mean, because we got arenas. I mean, the arenas now are 17, 18, 19, 20,000 easily. What's the AAC? What's the AAC hold, Doc? That's for 20. basketball. That's what I'm saying. So it's, that's kind of mid-sized, but and that the ten is smaller than the Lakefront Arena, which was the. I, that's, that's where UNO plays their basketball games, but that's where they had a lot of wrestling events in the 80s and 90s. But anyway, ROH ran there a couple of years ago too. So anyway, um, we go to the Rock and Roll Express versus Mark Kyle, yeah, Killer Kyle, and Rick Fargo. You know, I never thought of this until now, Doc, when I was watching this match. So unless they wrestled smoke, elsewhere. First match of Smoky Mountain. Well, no, not only that, I was going to say, I wonder if this is the first time that Mark Kyle and Robert Gibson were in the ring together. Maybe. Hard, you know, hard, I, hard to know. I mean, how could you really ever prove or disprove that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they may have been on other shows together for the NWA during this time, uh, house shows or whatever, non-televised. It could have it could have happened before this. So anyway, I just thought about it. I was like, you know, when we think about the first match of Smoky Mountain history, which was first televised match, let me say that, Gibson and uh, Kyle. So here we go. They're in the ring again. But anyway, um, double drop kick to Fargo. Rock and roll going to win. Any thoughts, Doc? Well, not surprisingly, rock and roll's over here. Oh, yeah. We're in Alabama. (laughs) So we might be thinking, oh, it's 1990, and they don't quite look as, you know, cutting edge as they did a few years ago. Not here, pal. What you think of that bump just now by Rick Fargo? Did you see that? Uh, run it back real quick. Watch Gibson. Gibson gut shots him. He just falls like a wet turd. God Almighty! <laughs> Look like he tripped. <laughs> like he tripped over a two by four laying in the yard. I, I honestly, I don't blame him on that. I think, I think he didn't what hear do you what think? Gibson, Gibson called. Gibson called a spot and he went. <laughs> You're and asshole. he was like, I don't know what to do, so I'm just gonna fall down. Yeah, I think Gibson called something in, in me. He may have not knew it was coming. Maybe he thought Ricky was going to hit him because Ricky was coming in. And then Gibson hit him in the gut. And I'm betting Gibson may have thought he was just going to like bend over when he got hit in the gut, and then Ricky would have came in and did something. But he didn't bend over. He just felt like a wet I turd I bet that was face. a rib they used to pull on guys. Hey, you know, when you get out there to the, to the young rookies, when you get out there just – Gibson will take care of you. He'll call the match. He'll walk you through it. No, Robert was good. No, 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 no. That's that's not. That's, that's not fair, Doc. You could okay, understand. I'm gonna, drop, I'm gonna drop down and give you something. Ajax can't wash off. You're an asshole. You could understand. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Man, <laughs> you know, most of us have five senses, but Barbara Gibson's only got like three and a half. You going talk. to hell, bro? He can't talk, and he's got a crooked eye. Send your hate mail to Doc <laughs> Turner. I have, I don't have anything to do with that idiot just said about Hall of Famer Robert Gibson. I mess with Gibson about the way he cuts his promos, yes, but that was uncalled for. It you was so uncalled for. Are a hate jackass mail. for that. Hate mail to CJ Hudat at headsetuptheass.com. <laughs> 
All right, we go now to a series of commercials. We got the Three Musketeers. Boy, they ran that one a lot back in the day. I remember this one. We got Oxy-10 for Zitz. Yep. Uh, we got a Row Warriors Ruse commercial. Get used to that. They're going to play that over and over, not just the Row Warriors. But hey, that's others. a corporate sponsorship. They're our corporate partner. We're looking at some uh, synergy, horizontal synergies that uh, and partnership opportunities where we can right. really leverage the synergy between the brands. That's exactly it. So we got the Ruse commercial with the Row Warriors, Alka-Seltzer, Oxy-10, uh, Anison headache uh, relief. Uh, what else was there? There was a Clint Eastwood movie for uh, Fistful of Dollars. Fistful of Dollars, bruh. Let me play the let me play the ruse one. Hold on, let me. Uh, hey, you know that guy, what that guy it. said right there to that girl after she had Oxy Ten. Now that, that you got rid of those zits, I can shoot it on your face. You're an idiot. You're just a jackass. That's not funny. Here's the Ruse commercial for the Row Warriors. It's really quick, like 15 seconds. Yeah. It's the mutant psycho savage, no mercy, demolition spree! Legion of Doom! What do Row Warriors wear on the road to destruction? Ruse. Ruse! Shoes for your feet, pockets for your stuff. <laughs> well, I hate, I'm going to say, I hate that. Okay. Fair enough. I, just, they're crazy, uncontrollable killers but they were able to take direction for a commercial it makes me think too hard about how they're playing a character instead of just being badasses well this was the start of the commercialization way back to 1990 and you can also know that i'm checking out left and right in real life at this time okay any other thoughts on these commercials doc they're just we're starting to I'm tired of them already. When do we get back to the ones that have them cut out? You know this that sounded Jackass like a real good idea a month ago. I was going to say that Jackass Javorski, he he actually posted in the Facebook group that this, that these commercials recently are some of the best parts of the show. He's a weird guy, isn't he? He's a strange fella. He yeah. really is. Cranks off to Harper's voice. Cranks off to... I mean, he watches Impact and AEW every week. God, that's that's rough. I watch some Impact from now to now and then. Every once in a while, I'll watch it. I have no idea what night it's on. I just if it's on and I've happened across it, I'll watch it. You know, I always think I wonder what Moose has. How bad of a guy Moose must be in real real life if the WWE or AEW hasn't snatched him up yet. Yeah, I agree. And uh, to to take up for you a little bit on Impact, they've got Eric Young, who's oh yeah, misused. I watched Eric Young the other night. He cut a hell of a good promo about how they had set up, uh, set the the tag team up and in all this shit by design, and he laid it all out, and it was a great promo. He's awesome. Eric Young was misused by WWE, and don't sleep on Eric Young. Eric Young's Impact run over the years. He's always been good there. I haven't watched none of his recent stuff, but uh, Doc and I have always been big Eric Young fans. If you listen to the first year, year and a half of BTT, you probably heard us raving about Eric Young all the time because we used to watch it, and and it was it was actually good back then, but whatever. All right, Doc. We go to the next video clip of this show. They throw us to a clip from Worldwide where Doom and the Skyscrapers, yes, Doom and the Skyscrapers, so four and four, 
uh, versus the eight-man tag. You got a row versus the Road Warriors and the Steiners. So Doom and the Skyscrapers versus the Road Warriors and Steiners. We've got uh, Terry Funk and Chris Cruz on commentary. This thing ends in a DQ with the Steiners and Warriors winning. Warriors and Steiners get the boots put to them at the end. Then we come back to Huntsville where we go to the next match. Did you have anything on this eight-man tag that turned into just a big wild brawl at the end? I was going to ask if that was Chris Cruz. I, you know, obviously I knew it was Funk. Um, so, yeah, that was one of my questions there that I got answered. This is too much, man. These, these I don't like eight-man tags to begin with. These are eight humongous guys. The ring is too full. There's not enough space for them to maneuver. I don't like this. I agree. I'm not a fan of this. Um, I mean, you need you need to. I mean, this shit looks like a bunch of five year olds playing soccer. It's all jumbled up. I don't mind that. I need some some smack talking promos though before and after that or after. Well, of course. You know, I don't mind when they do that while brawling, but I need the the smack talk so I can really get into the personal issues. That's all I'm saying. Keeping it moving, the next match is the Midnight Express versus Larry Santo and Keith Hart. Did you hear? Uh, Did you hear what they said at the beginning? What's that? Well, Keith Hart is from a town that I think got you called the N word. Shalmet? No. What? Uh, Sevierville. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. That, he said that's... Sevierville, and I popped. I was like, man, I remember when. Yeah, during the Smoky Mountain Run. Yeah, you got called the N word. Negligent. What did what did I call it? Sevierville. What did I call it? No, you called it Severville. That's what it was. That's what it was. You called it Severville, and you got called uh, negligent. Boy, they got some. Bro, they got some people in this world that just work themselves into a, a lather for nothing. Bro. I can't you know imagine. I can't imagine a listening to a podcast or b thinking about wrestling and having something work me up so much that I would call somebody such an unforgivable slur. I I think people. You know, oh, it just... sounds very dated. It sounds, and I hate it when wrestlers use it in the 80s because it sounds like it's a 50s leave it to beaver happy days term. But you want to use the term nothing happening. Do you know how bleak of a landscape your life is? Is if you're going to let these things that we do work you up so much that you're going to call somebody that word? That guy got worked into a shoot that day because... You also were doing the demo. You did like some demographics first. Those are facts. I can't make those up. But but then you did your and I, again I don't want to get political. But then you did your you did your left wing bit. But sometimes you do your right wing bit, and people don't realize that you're like you're just doing either side because you're just trying to. You're like Harper sometimes. <laughs> I'm a little where, bit more you, subtle in in a weird way because it's not subtle. But what he didn't understand was you were doing a bit based on the demographics. And I, re- I remember listening back to him. I was like, yeah, he, he went with his left wing bit right there. So you, you triggered him. But then, like, I think it was either later on that show or maybe it was the next show. Maybe it was a back-to-back we did that day. 
you did a right wing bit and and let me tell you something for people who stick around and have, have caught on to to that with doc over the years watch what you watch your mouth whatever it is you're um, about to say i don't like where this is going steve dm uh, on on facebook he told he said one time in the facebook group and i was glad he got it he was like one time i almost let doc work me up but then <laughs> i realized but then i realized he was do like he'll say something on the opposite side of the political spectrum so it kind of just went away and i think i think most people like now realize that as we watch the midnight express uh beat these guys inside of uh three or four minutes so doc doc is he that's what he did on that show that caused that guy to have that reaction which is furthermore where i'm like don't work yourself into a shoot doc's just being an asshole because that's what he is and he's like hopper hopper does that on facebook he throws his brick and then he runs when not, the civil I'm war not, breaks out in the that's comments. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to stir <laughs> trouble. What I'm trying to do is educate the wrestling audience that we should demand more from the wrestling we watch. Hey, it's still possible for a wrestling-related product to stir emotions in you. Why don't you demand it of these damn products that are getting paid all this money to be on TV? <sighs> and how come I can do it, but they can't or won't? I don't know, Doc. I can't. Well, I'm that. a leader in the industry. That's why. <laughs> You're a leader in the industry covering lots of events. Let's keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> that was some inside baseball right there. I'm going to tell that story on a Patreon show one day. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll have to. That guy, can't, um, that guy can't be alive still, can he? I actually think he had some severe health issues, man. He really, he really, he really had some problems. I didn't make and, fun of them. I asked a question. Yeah, he had some severe medical issues, and I think he's still alive. So well, that's if he's I'm dead, to... if he's dead, you won't speak ill of the dead because you're a real pussy. No, no. If well, and we're not. What we're joking about is not is not the health issue. We're joking about something he said. <laughs> did you not pick up on what I just said? You won't yeah, speak I did. ill of the dead because you're a pussy. <laughs> I heard you. You're an idiot. Hey, man, but the no, Golden he, Globes, Brian, it's, it's Hollywood's biggest night. Yeah, keeping it, but we weren't making fun of somebody with health issues. There was something this person I, I, said I kinda, to us. I kind of was. And, and we were like, what, dude? <laughs> so anyway, it was funny. It was funny. It was nothing horrible, but it was funny. Hey, we and might Doc, not have had a lot of listeners the first year, but we were still having fun. Yeah, we were just trying to have fun with our listeners. He was, he was an old-time listener. Uh, we go to a commercial, TBS Movies, American Graffiti, the Golden Globes. We see the WrestleRap 90 ad again. Uh, a Luger commercial for Ruse this time. So not the not the Rowers, but Luger. Um, Selson Blue, Goodwill Games from Seattle, Alka-Seltzer. And then a Ray Charles Diet Pepsi commercial. I remember that one. Yeah, that was good stuff. Ray Charles. It was. In. He's like, you got the right one, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was that was that was good stuff, pal. Uh, any other thoughts on these commercials before I keep this show moving moving right along, Doc? Man, sell some blue. That shit was for your flaky head. It sure was. There's a there's like a race. Was that the was that the one that said you only get one chance? To, you don't get two chances to make a first impression or sell some blue. Yeah, I no, don't that even was remember. What was head? That was head and shoulders. That's what that was. I couldn't tell you. I, I'm sorry. I I should be making shampoo references to you. You're bald. Okay. 
Uh, we we got to go to this commercial, Doc. We've got Teddy Long here Bruh. with Mark Callis and Doom. What the commercial promo. flying fuck is Teddy wearing? You know, usually we throw it to Harper to explain <laughs> what somebody is wearing. Don't throw it to me because I was going to throw it to him. I can't tell you. It looks like on the way to the show, Teddy hit a bear with a with his Buick and they decided to skin it. It's like they stopped at a freaking flea market and they walked up to the booth and were like, hey, man, what's the worst type of shit you got that can make me look as ridiculous as possible? And they were like, well, we got this bearskin bull crap that nobody wants to buy. Yeah, let me get that. Hey, Reed and Simmons, what y'all think about this? Oh, Teddy, looks like it works for me. Definitely looks ridiculous. I swear that seems like something that may have happened because it looks like a bear skin or something or another around his neck. I don't know how else to say it, Doc. Let's let's watch it and we'll talk but about it. But it's not on the only that. Side. He's wearing some sort is that a jacket? Is it a shawl? Is it a scarf? Bro, I don't you asking the wrong one. But, but then we'll, he's got but then he's got just a, a black t shirt with a bunch of shit on it underneath. And then what kind of hat is that? I forget what they call that. Looks like he's trying to start some revolutionary army in the for the Black Panthers and shit. He he looks ridiculous, but it's Teddy during this era, and he's going to get even more ridiculous. Oh, and we're, we're just saying that. that we love, you know, we love ourselves some, some Teddy Long. Holla the holla. mixture, though, of Teddy, Mean Mark, and Doom. Just Man, that how many mixture. people could you? Everybody's gonna go. Oh, I, I, I knew. But if you went back to 1989, 1990, and said biggest honky in the back back there is the biggest star in the industry, not a chance. Oh yeah, if you had a time machine and you could go back in time, and it, it was nothing. It wasn't that me, me Mark was a, was bad. It was a bad talent at this point. But if you were to go back in time and you would have told someone, "Hey, that guy right there, he's, he's gonna, gonna be a bigger to... star than than Butch Reed or." Ron Simmons. Not just that. Like, if you literally went back in time and said, hey, this guy is going to be a bigger star than anybody he's standing here with. And on top of that, they're going to give him a gimmick and he's going to be known as the Undertaker. You know, like an Undertaker at funeral homes? He's going to be the Undertaker. Man, people would have looked at you and they would have committed you. If, if you could go back in time and tell someone that, you would have been committed. Because that's how crazy it would sound. On that note, let's finally go to the promo. We saw earlier in the hour the devastation that Doom and the Skyscrapers parlayed on the, sky, on the Road Warriors and the Steiners. Your collision with the Road Warriors may be something that you may not really relish. Well, Jim Ross, what I, first thing I want to say is I'm so glad you picked up on my word, lay, play, and parlay, because that's exactly what the people saw happen to the Road Warriors and the Steiners. Now, the Skyscrapers are going to take care of the Road Warriors, and I don't want you people talking about the new Skyscrapers, because it ain't no new skyscraper. This is one half of the skyscraper, Mean Mark Callis. Now, my soul brothers Doom over here, they're not worried about the Steiners, and we're not worried about the Road Warriors. So what's the big problem here? On February the 6th, sir, 
in Corpus Christi, Texas. The Clash of Champions are putting your mask on the line against the World Tag Team titles of the Steiners. I got to ask this question. Are you ready to pay that price? Ready to pay a price. The only thing that we're putting on the line is our performance against ourselves. Those punks are a classic example of a hog fighting off more than you can chew. When I climb into that ring with my partner, I can assure you that the roof will come down this time. We are sick and tired of so-called athletes. Brother, if you want to see an athlete, you apply yourself to the laws of the street. You don't get in the ring with all of that natural ability. When you jump in that ring with a man that has lived and come up on the street, the house will rock. All right, ladies and gentlemen, big tag team showdowns coming up in a matter of days. And now let's go up to the ring. Pretty good promo by Simmons right there. It was, but I, I mean, I'm just waiting for him to go, isn't that right, Butch? Oh, shit. Or, damn. <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was tremendous. Uh, Teddy Long's jacket, or whatever it was, it definitely was something else. Um, Bro, was I don't know if you know That was some fantastic, that's great heel wear, man. I want you to pay attention to something. When Teddy wraps up what he's saying, watch oh, how he's wearing he's a jacket. Like, and that bear shit, that fur is the is the collar. Okay. It sure is. Watch when Teddy wraps up. He's doing a little dance. I want you to see what he does. Look at him. <laughs> see that little dance? Wait till you see him in a few months uh, doing that little dance that he's doing. He's going to start doing that. Just wait till you see it. It's, it's pretty amazing. That's the but dance this... that all black guys think gets the white girls, and that's not what gets the white girls. If you say so. Um... You know, Doom, so the recap of this, Doom is putting their mask on the line and they're going to get a shot at the titles against Steiner. So we'll have to see. If you knew the racist history behind wrestling, you know that they're about to get unmasked. I'm not going to say that. We'll have to see. No spoilers here. That's only for our Patreon members. If you want to get the clash that we're going to review that will take place February 6th of 1990, Doom versus the Steiners. You'll have to sign up on Patreon. It'll be up exclusively for Patreon members, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Do you have anything else from the promo, Doc, before we keep going? No, it was a good promo. I, I thought Ron was really good there. Doom is heading to the ring now to take on Sean Regal and Paul Drake. JR does not like Doom going for the pin and then picking the man up before the three count. They kind of do that. Hey, hold on, a few real times quick. over. Is Doom coming through the crowd here? Yeah, I'm guessing so because they were they were uh, giving interviews. JR, yeah. Okay, I'm guessing that just was a setup. That's why. Yeah, that's what I. That's thought. the only okay. reason why, though. But uh, Doom is a uh, Doom's going to win this thing. JR doesn't like how they're kind of like hot dog in there. They could pin the guys, but they don't. You know how it goes. Once Doom again, wins. Once again, we have Gordon mess up a name and called Paul Drake Larry Santo. <laughs> well, uh, the beef eater Jim was. I was about. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather call uh, everybody. I'd rather call everybody Gordons because that's the best kind of gin. I was, uh, you know, fifteen in by that point, Doc. So. Why don't you go drink ya? I did White a nice claw. souffle on. <laughs> I did a nice souffle on this bottle of beef eater. <laughs> go drink your White Claw and uh, leave the gin to da- the men. Y'all think y'all are getting to me with this, and it's not. I haven't had any sort of. I told somebody this weekend at a party I was at, a uh, social gathering. 
I said, man, this seltzer shit needs to go away. It's as bad as the damn IPA. It's IPA for bitches. <laughs> okay. So You're the one who started talking if, about if it, it on this show. And, and, and here's the thing. It doesn't bother me. If it, it amuses all of you and brings a little bit of joy to your terrible little lives, then by all means, go for it. I don't care. But if, if you want to get at me, that's not the way. You realize by talking about Just, it. Well, no, I know, I know. It's like, you know, but if you want to get at me, just take a nap and wake up when football season starts and all of our draft picks <laughs> are busts and we're seven and nine again. If you want to get to them. <laughs> that's what makes me angry. <laughs> you want to get to them, wait till football season and the Cowboys are still in the hole they're in and. He's that'll make him mad, but the White Claws won't. But even though he's bringing it up again, but anyway, I'm just any other thoughts on Doom here. I would like to see our fans spend their time on more productive pursuits than trying to make fun of me for something that's dumb. That's all. Okay. I mean, I don't care. Thoughts on Doom. Um. So Doom is now using the Road Warriors finish. Yeah, they kind of did. Um. And I don't know if that's a horrible thing, but they they pick up. Oh, uh, don't, I don't, know which don't one you? Is. Don't, wouldn't you think that in 1990, somebody, either Hawker Animal says something, something no. happened before that just occurred? Don't no, you think? technically, it's not the real warrior finish because they pick him up and just hold him up. They don't have him up on the shoulders to do that move. It's a little bit different. See, I see how Simmons. I mean, uh, Reed picks him up. He's not. It's a, he's kind not of on a Reed's cross shoulders. between the Road Warriors and the Midnights. That's what I was gonna say. It is a cross between it. So it is. It they're they're not technically using a Road Warriors finisher. Just like rock and roll, here comes the black man to steal the white man's glory. Right. Well, we're gonna go to some commercials here after Doom wins. A uh, milk commercial, Alka Seltzer. I guarantee you, I popped Silva with that one. Okay. He's a musicologist a milk- in his own mind. A milk commercial, an Alka-Seltzer commercial. We got a, a Ruse Luger commercial. And then, I need to get to this, Doc, at the 2630 mark. We're only 26 minutes into this shit? We go to a Walmart commercial. And during this that ad, was, don't interrupt that me here. Was in, that was, there, was some, there were some nuggets here, pal. Okay, I got some notes, so chill out for a second. We go to some information here now if you're a patreon member you can see this video version and you're looking at what i'm looking at now they advertise at walmart in 1990 an emerson 20 inch tv we ain't talking about a 20 inch flat screen we're talking about the 20 inch you know regular tv back what it was in the 90s for 299.76 doc adjusted for inflation that's about 620 dollars today For a 20-inch Emerson. And people say the good old days? Fuck that. I want today where I can get a million inches for like 700 bucks. You can get a 55-inch for about 500 now. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm just saying. Now, right before that big snowstorm this year, I bought a 70-inch for like 500 bucks. Not only do we see the commercial for a 20-inch television, we see a we see in that same commercial a Emerson VCR, and this for, right here is why you and I did not do tape trading in the eighties. 
<laughs> Let me finish before you say that. In 1990, a VCR at Walmart, Emerson brand, and it was 1976. It... Stop! Let me finish. 21976 adjusted for inflation 45122 now say what you're going to say and this ain't even like sony or <laughs> a, a good japanese brand this is emerson broad probably made in some shithole depressed part of the country emerson we th- this is why this is the video evidence of why we didn't do tape trading Bruh, I our parents would have had to have an extra nearly five hundred dollars laying around for a VCR. They might that as well shit make wasn't that happening. Two thousand and nineteen dollars. Yeah, as attainable as it was for us. Yeah, I mean, I know you see two nineteen seventy six now, and you're like, oh, that's not bad. But yeah, remember, this is nineteen ninety. I think adjusted we had a VCR for inflation. By, I think we had a VCR by ninety. We didn't have cable. I didn't. Cable was 91. Well, good for you. Lucky you. Well, we had to come um, up. I don't know what yeah. happened, but we had to come up. So, um, then we, uh, we see a couple other things. Doritos in that ad, but it's a Walmart commercial. It's very, very cool. I mean, again, if you're watching on our Patreon video, you'll, you'll see this and it's, it's just a kind of a glimpse into the past. It's almost like a time machine, except you can't go back to it, but you can see what it was. And then we get another Golden Globe commercial, some John Wayne bullcrap. Anyway, um, Doc, any thoughts on these commercials? No, I mean, it's the good old days on these movies, man. TBS claims when they're advertising these uh, movies they said something about since uh, there's no football. I mean, I had to. I, I need a look. I'm wondering if this is the era where this was the bye week in between the NFC and AFC championship games, and then the Super Bowl was the next weekend. Because there was a time when the Super Bowl was the last weekend. And in we're into that January. time when the Buffalo Bills are starting going to start getting their asses whooped. That's nice, Doc. What? I don't hate them. I, I, I mean, they gave us two rings. and they, they could have stopped, you know, your hated Giants, and that didn't happen, so the Giants got a ring. But I, I, root, I was rooting for well. the Bills this year. I like them. I was, too. I like the underdog. Every oh, look, time. John Wayne, the Battle of the Bulls. Battle of the Bulls. <laughs> All right, we'll keep moving and get a fistful of dollars from uh, Clint Eastwood, too. Uh, Doc, in this next match that we're going to see in a second, let me fast forward. We have Sting versus someone called Mr. Asia from the main event. Doc, do you know who Mr. Asia, Mr. Asia is? Well, I was going to say that the frizzy afro does not say Asian to me. But what I do think it says, and I'm going to take a guess, is, is this Hacksaw Higgins? That is definitely Hacksaw Higgins. And I'll throw you another nugget that you can confirm it's him. Not only the hair. That he's gotten a ponytail under the mask. Yes, he's a he's a mask man, Mister Asia. It's also the boots. He's got the same damn boots on that he works when he works as Hacksaw Higgins. How many rubes are going to pick up on that? Uh, it's the first thing I notice. I guess I'm not a rube. <laughs> uh oh. Look at look at that. Go back. You see those white people just standing in front of those brothers. 
That ain't cool. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. You think they did they ask those white people to sit down and they got called words? Why do you always go there? Because that's what life is about. It's racism out there, Mike. I don't Every single time, it. right? See, look. They're just like, man, hey, we're just here to enjoy some wrestling. And there's a bunch of Cheeto-eating goofs in front of them. <laughs> look at him. God. Look guys. at these saps and marks in front of shit. What is he looking at? A crossword puzzle? They are not sending us their best. <laughs> what is that guy moving. doing? And the guy doing I don't know. special. I thought it was like a program or something that he had in his hand. This motherfucker's keeping score like in baseball. These three behind look like they could. That, oh man, they look at didn't get dealt with. beat out of him standing up for no reason. But dealt with. Yes, Mister Asia is Hacksaw Higgins. He's wearing the same boots that Higgins wears with the stars on them. And when he moves, you can definitely tell it's it's Higgins. Even Jr. says says something about it. He's like. I don't think he's Asian. He doesn't look like it. So JR, just, he don't give a piss. He's just having fun with it, too, at this point. Uh, Sting is going to win this match with the Scorpion Deathlock. Doc, any other thoughts? This is just lazy. And here's my other question. And this is what appalled me more than the boots. They said he's a bounty hunter or a mercenary. Who's, who's giving up the bounty? I don't know, man. There's the guy. He's got a magazine. That that, yeah, that's what he was looking at. Hey, man, came I came out. to watch the wrestling matches. This is not a good match. We'll keep moving. After Sting's match, we go to some more commercials. They're all repeats, unless I miss something. Sega Genesis, Anderson Pain Relief, Flashback Movie Ad. Uh, there's all repeats other than that. Doc, any thoughts? No. All right. Keep it moving. We got the fabulous Freebirds. They're going to take on Bob Cook and Lee Scott. Uh, Hayes and Garvin are dancing and gyrating, and it continues to be a complete debacle. I have nothing else from this other than the Freebirds win. Quickly. I got to this, I got to this point in the show, and I kept thinking to myself, you know, if we're not going to have, ter- uh, not going to have studio wrestling, can we at least have more promos? Because we have had one at this point. Look at them right there. Them dancing? It's terrible. Look, it's terrible. I think, I mean, I would be surprised if Garvin went to hazing. Look, man, I can't dance, so can you dance worse? (laughs) So I don't look so bad? They look so stupid. It's stupid. They they have no rhythm. But Hayes has a little bit of rhythm. Well, t- I mean together. Like when oh, no. Do, they, they no. No rhythm together. Zero. It's no rhythm. <sighs> Boy. Javorski has this thing about posting Hayes. Remember that the calendar shot from JCP? Uh, unfortunately, is- yeah. Javorski's got this thing. He keeps posting that in the group. And I'm like, you know, sooner or later, no that asshole's going to post a video of him beating off his meat on the, gonna, in there and get kicked. <laughs> He's going to accidentally do it. He's going to go too far and get kicked off. He's going to get deplatformed. <laughs> Let's keep going. Um, I got nothing from this. They win quickly. Then we got Z-Man and Pillman. And, Doc, I'm going to steal a line from you. 
Z-Man put me to sleep on this. I've got nothing from it, and that's not a shot against Pillman, man. I just, I got nothing from it, man. What about you? Um, Hold on a second. Let me see. Um, Oh, are you talking about the promo? In the promo, Pillman said he was going to basically, he said he was going to, no more one-night stands, no more broads. He said he was going to basically steal Hayes' broads. Right. Dems, hey, Dems is fighting words. Yeah, that's something. But it's I funny because just... they basically call the Freebirds old. And we've discussed how they're really not that old. They're really not that old. It's just, it seems like it because Hayes has been around for so long. Which is, and I get, very, and I get why odd. they would want them to work with those two guys. But if we were going to, like, all, all other things considered, the Freebirds and the Rock and Roll fighting over Rock and Roll supremacy would be a better matchup. Yeah. They could sit over there in the old folks' home and wrestle over who Rock and Rolls with their daily Geritol the best. I can't get past... I can't get past just them as a team, Z-Man and Pillman. I just I can't get past it. It's a generic tag team from the early 90s, unless you see what kind of cold bucket of cold water they threw on Pillman. Dude, he must have done something bad. I don't think he did anything bad. I just think it was incompetence. Yeah, that's true, too. The thing is, he it, he weathers it and ends up in a team with Austin, and, you know, they do some good stuff together. So it, it, I got a question. Respect. I got a question for you. Yeah. Do you know who the gladiator is? Yeah. Are you asking me because you're going to tell me, or are you asking me because you're curious? I didn't have a chance to look it up this week. Yeah, I believe this is, his name is Ricky Hunter. And this gentleman basically worked damn near everywhere. Um, WWF for many years. Uh, was He wasn't the gladiator, I don't believe, in most of that time. Um, the Northwest... Uh, Went around the territories, worked in Florida. Yeah, he's been around a bin. Okay. I think he's Canadian too. I believe he's Canadian. Um, I don't think he's ever. I don't believe he was ever like a big name or anything in any of these areas. But, but yeah, talented guy, talented guy. I think he actually also. I don't. I think he's gonna be in here for a little while. I don't remember him doing anything big, but I think he's gonna be around for a while. I mean, he can work if you kind of watch him here. Is like I don't think. Did you think they had a bad match? Him and we're talking about the Gladiator versus uh, Steve Williams, Doctor Death. Did you think they had a bad match or anything? No, I thought he was a big dude with a big build. Yeah, they and he put up a fight. I mean, he's a he's a big dude, big big powerful barrel chest up top. Uh, you know, nice nice size arms, big guy. Uh, you can tell he's not just like a, to me, that was a bad call right there. Something happened. They got confused, but you can tell he's not just like some schlub of an enhancement talent. He's actually got talent. He knows what he's doing, but he's a big, he's a big son of a gun, man. I have a Ricky Hunter here. Did you look him up on the fly? Yeah. This would say he's 44, 43 there. Okay. That makes possible sense. At this point, you mean? I think mm-hmm. he's still alive too. Yeah, he was born in 1936, so he's 85. Yeah. This is an old fella. 
But, okay. So he they worked a good match. I mean, even like you're watching it on the video, Doctor Death military presses him, and that's not easy to do with a guy that size. That's a thick bastard. These got these are two thick dudes. Two horses here, man. These these dudes ain't small. But um, this was this was fine, man, for what it needed to be, and Doctor Death is gonna win. Any other thoughts, Doc? No, it was a decent match, really. It probably was the best. Well, I'll save that for later. We get Cactus Jack. I'm sorry. We get some commercials first. Western Union, Three Musketeers. We get a Rick Steiner's Ruse commercial. NBA, Cavs versus Hawks. John Wayne again. Talk any other thoughts on all of that? Cavs, Hawks. You probably got you some, maybe some Larry Nance, Craig Elo, Brad Doherty versus some John Concac, Doc Rivers, Dominique. That had been a good little watch back in the day. Sure, why not? Back when the NBA was had real men in it, not these real pussies. Men. To, not these pussies today. You damn right. Let's keep moving. Let's go to Cactus Jack. He's gonna cut a promo. Doc, we are fifty-two minutes into this episode, and we finally get the second promo. Boy, times have changed, haven't they? Uh, not and not for the better. <laughs> Let's go to it right now. Here it is. All right, Gordon, we are back here in Huntsville, Alabama. In a few moments, the television championship will be decided. Ranger Ross making a gallant attempt to win the title from Arn Anderson. Well, I'll tell you, as I said earlier, Ranger Ross, I think, is a very underrated competitor. I think perhaps the, the greatest detriment to him when he gets inside the squared circle is that tremendous discipline that he had while he was a Ranger. Hey, Dr. Death! <laughs> I heard about all about you, boy, about your big collegiate background. Well, I went to school too, Steve Williams, and teachers told me I was one of the brightest students they ever had. That's true, Jim, that's true. Uh, you, they told you were one of the brightest students they've ever had in their career? What? What are you talking about? They told me they couldn't teach me nothing. Get in the ring with me next week, Steve. You ain't gonna need no pencil. You ain't gonna need no pad. But it's scholarship time all over again. Because next week, right here, Cactus Jack's gonna give you a very physical education. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much, Gordon. A little strange man against Dr. Death here next week on the program. Well, there's a danger in a man like this. You don't know where he's coming from. You don't know what he's going to do next. And that in itself could create some problems. I think we can cut the cut to the hunt. He's, an, he's a crazy man. Well, strange, let's say that. Very strange. Fans, the television championship is coming up next. Let's go up to the ring. So Cactus definitely improves his promo skills. That was my note. And I'm not trying to make fun of Cactus. We just did the special. I didn't think that was that Patreon bad. Feed. Like he he already does some things that are interesting. Like when he first walks up, he does that little it's like a pause, but he kind of does the little giggle and it's under his breath. And it it's the kind of shit crazy people do. I did that was really good. Especially I, I, for I, especially for his position on the card at that time. I didn't say it was bad. I just said he definitely improves. You can see he, but he's cutting a different kind of promo. So good for him. That is I absolutely like Nick Foley true. and you don't. <laughs> okay. Boy, you say some crazy stuff sometimes. You know that? What? Let's talk Arn Anderson and Ranger Ross now here. We got Arn Anderson. He's the TV champion versus Ranger Ross. It's, um, you know... I don't know how to explain this. They're they're baby faces, and we'll talk more about that as we get into the match. But this Doc, is week. You... This is week two of 
having Arn try to dig a good match out. Well, Arn can do it. That's the thing. What did you What did you have from this? Let me ask you first. Not even Arn can make Ranger Ross look good or get him over. I thought Gordon Soley had the line of the match at the very beginning. He said, Ranger Ross, Ranger Ross needs to learn how to break the rules sometimes. Well, Gordon, he certainly did so and went to jail for a while for it. Might not have did it in this match, but he did it later on. I'm not saying nothing is not true. Come on, man. Uh, I like how I like how Arn, you know, he there comes a point when he's still gonna have to do what he's gonna have to do to get where he wants to go. Isn't it weird though at the very beginning when they do the code of honor like they do in Ring of Honor, they shake hands like Arn shaking Ranger Ross. It just looks weird. And I've seen Arn shake the person's hand before. He actually did that a couple times in the studio. He'd shake the enhancement talent's hand, and then he proceeded to beat the shit out of him. But I just thought that was something else. Like to watch Arn, you know, shake Ranger Ross's hand before the match. But um, mm-hmm. I I just thought like they had a like decent little story here. First Arn was following the rules and then Ranger Ross started playing a little dirty, and before you know it, Arn says, Okay, pal, enough of this. You know, if that's how you want to do it, I'm gonna turn it on too. And Arn kind of uh not really heelish, but he turns it on and says, All right, if you want to try to break some rules, I- I'm gonna get you. And that's what he did. Arn's gonna win with the spine buster. I actually I'm playing around and having fun with Ranger Ross here, but they actually had a decent match. It wasn't great, wasn't spectacular, but it was it was fine for for TV. How nervous would you have been? In your days, if you had to wrestle in white tights, I would not want to wrestle in, in white tights. Afraid you might lose a nugget out the back, the south end. Man, and... I mean, you know, I got a problem with gas. Like I'm always passing it. I remember our days in the office together. I can, man, I can verify this. You, you have a real problem. Remember that, I day had I, sh- remember that day I sprayed that linen. Lysol in your office to cover it up, <laughs> and you almost threw up. <laughs> Back when, when I had to share an office with someone, my stomach would hurt so bad at the end of the day because I'd hold it in. You should just I was ripped ass all day long right in front of her. <laughs> I was getting to the point where I was like, I'm going to have to have a conversation with somebody here and they're going to have to put me somewhere else because I cannot go through this excruciating pain all day, every day because my stomach would hurt so bad. I would be walking out and when I finally hit the doors to outside, I was like self-propelled walking to the car. I could damn near levitate to the car off of the gas coming out my ass, leaving that building. You're an ass. I mean, motherfucker. I've been saying this for six years to these people, man, I can't help it. I have gas nonstop and I have no shame. I don't care. What are you going to do? Put me in jail. Tell me I'm a bad person because I have a active gastrointestinal tract. And then you're That's in white you tights problem. and you got a little menace streak coming up the back. <laughs> and a little mm. yellow dot in the front. 
fucking leaky bastard. <laughs> I mean, uh, I just wouldn't want to be out there in white undies. Me either, man. You just, too many, you know, there's I mean, it, too many, there's too many things that could go wrong. Too many. Well, I mean, man, it's, you know, you, you think you let one out and it ends up being a wet one. You're like, oh, damn. Okay. But when you're working, I mean, you're not, I mean, you're not sitting around farting. Are you? Wrestlers do some weird stuff in the ring, bro. I guess so. <laughs> Arn wins I with a spine buster. I thought it was an all, all a brotherhood where we took care of each other and came out to the ring clean and showered because we respected one another. And we, you know, it was a brotherhood where we send them home to their families in one piece. Is that not right? I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but Arn wins with a spine I've heard, things. I've heard wrestlers say those things. Mm. You also hear wrestlers say back in this time period, everything was airtight, brother, it's and true. nothing was, n- nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> nothing. Any other thoughts on this match? Here comes Arn, Spinebuster, Ranger Ross is out for the count. <laughs> I like the fact that I, we say this all the time, but I, I like the fact that Arn has multiple finishers that he can use. Absolutely. He's holding the four horsemen sign up. All right, Doc. Well, we're going to go to a promo now with a woman. We heard her at the very top of the show. We're going to go to her now again. Let's go to that and see what she's got to say. You know, Ric Flair and your four horsemen, just like my friend Mick says, you can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. So if you need me, Give me a call. <laughs> well, any do you thoughts, know what that Doc? Is? Do you know what that is? Or do I need to help you? Mm, you tell me. It's a Rolling Stones reference. Oh, okay. did you not know? Did you know that? No clue. You're the music reference. You're the music um, you're gonna expert get, here. You're going to get hate mail for that. I don't give a damn. Oh, you don't care what the people think. I get it. Mm. Nice. I care what they think. Just not when they ridicule me all the time. You know, you just got to let some stuff just roll off. Like, you know, water on a duck's back. (laughs) Why does it go water off a duck's back? You just got to kind of let it roll off, bro. That's all. Okay. It's a real famous song. Like, one of the most famous songs ever. I don't give a damn. I know. It's not El DeBarge or whatever. It's not the boys, you know. It's not Bill Al. Did they did their check not clear because they weren't on this week? <laughs> they were. I don't know if it was cl- clipped off or what, but yeah, they weren't on this week. Uh, we did. We are going to some commercials right now. A bunch of repeats. One nine hundred hotline plug. Uh, we get another Row Warriors ruse commercial. So that's I think three or four of them now in this episode. Oxy ten. Anyway, Doc, any thoughts on these uh, commercials? No. I'm not watching remember, those. I didn't come remember, here to go through some time capsule. Remember when I told you two weeks ago that the commercials would get old because they will start repeating over and over? Well, here we are. Here we are, pal. Here we are. All right. Um. So then we go to the next match, Eddie Gilbert versus one of the Galaxians. Eddie's going to end up winning this thing with the hot shot. Doc, any thoughts? It was a kind of a shitty hot shot. Uh... Let me fast forward to it. Why do you say that while we're going to it? 
if I remember correctly, he was so too close to the ropes. Oh, okay. Because I'm that's I'm pretty sure that's. I think that's Danny Davis in there right now. Well, we all have bad days, Mike. But not one hundred percent sure. But anyway, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. I'm trying to get to it, man. It this is. is a long match. Where's yeah, it? they go. Okay, here, that was it. Here it comes. Oh yeah, yeah, he's way too close. God, they were too close. It was hard. It wasn't either one of them's fault, really. Eddie had nowhere to fall back to. Right. Because he's, they were he's already up against the against, ropes. They were pinned up against the ropes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you were right on this one. What can I say? Here's a replay. Watch a replay. Oh, yeah, he's right up on it. It looked even worse from that angle, to be honest. Yeah, because they really look like they're on it. Wow. Okay, we'll keep moving, Doc. Let's go now to the uh, four horsemen. They're with JR. Here we go. Uh, for the uh, pinfall. Thank you very much, Gordon Soley. And ladies and gentlemen, the entire wrestling world has a little illness. There's a fever going on. It's called four horsemen fever. Whether it's tonight in Baltimore, tomorrow night in Richmond, or Monday night in Raleigh, the fever is hot. Well, Jim Ross, it's a fever, it's an infection, it's a disease. What it is? It's the most elite group of athletes in professional sports today. It is the Four Horsemen, a society. We walk where we want to walk. We talk the kind of talk we want to talk because in that ring, we know beyond a doubt that we are the very best in the greatest sport in the world today. And with our new man, Sting, we feel stronger than ever before. I got to say, how is, how is life with a horseman? How's it treating you? It's fast lane, fast lane. How about a fever, Rossi? That's the way I feel about being a horseman. <laughs> and you got your problems with Buzz Sawyer, the Dragon Master, and the Great Muda. That showdown coming up at the Clash of Champions in a cage on February 6th. Buzz Sawyer has screamed and hollered that he was brought up in a cage. He lives to be caged. Cages are for criminals. Cages are for animals. The only problem is, Sawyer, when you are wandering around that cage with the three other big dogs in there with you, I don't think so. You became a criminal in the eyes of the horseman the day you put your hands on Ric Flair. This man stepped forward in my absence. Now I'm here. It's 303, the myth, the legend. It's all back in time. It's the sign of the night. He's telling me, some may come and some may go, but this is the sign of the 90s. And in the Clash of Champions on the 6th of February, it's blood, sweat, and tears. So, Doc, is this your favorite? I'm, I'm going to assume this is your favorite version of the Four Horsemen with Sting. Yes? No? Maybe? Are we going to be serious and talk about this, or are you just going to try to make your little jokes? Oh, you think I'm not being serious? Hey, did you, if we're going to be serious, did you notice something really interesting and good that Arn did? As soon as... Sting started talking. He threw his hands at the four up in the air to get the crowd going for Sting. That was nice. So this is your favorite version of the four horsemen. Jesus Christ. 
Okay, pal. Yeah. You want to do the you want to do the rest of the show on your own? I love how you don't you like doing that to me, but when I do it to you, you get triggered and can't handle it. Triggered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Triggered. You get triggered. Are, are these the words we're gonna start using? Are we gonna be woke now? <laughs> you you get and can't handle it. You can't handle the truth. I can't wait till the junk food dog waddles back into the territory and I can be like, is this your favorite version of that fat motherfucker? You've got four or five more months before that. No, but he's getting ready to, but Sting's getting ready to blow out his knee and we'll be done with this. So I'm not, I'm not (laughs) freaking out. Well, you will be done with the horseman. You're not going to be done with Sting. You'll be done with Sting in the horseman, but not with Sting. Sting ain't going nowhere, pal. Things I'm here aware, for a long I'm, a, call. I'm aware of that. By the way, uh, G- Jim Ross admitted on one of his recent podcasts, according to Silva, that the future shock idea was his and not Jim Hurd's. He said the rest of the booking committee uh, took a dump on him about the idea, but went with it anyway. So he said they were out of ideas. And huh? while he took some responsibility. He was like, look, it's not like anybody else had any other ideas. Oh, so you heard what J.R. I've heard this. Yes, I've heard it. Okay. Well, I wanted to mention it because I hadn't heard it, but I just find that interesting that... Well, if you spend as much time listening to wrestling podcasts as you do shitting on them to me, then you would hear some of this Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, when you do manage to talk to me during the day, it's, I can't believe you listen to that (laughs) bullshit podcast. I can't believe you listen to that one. I I mean, every single one of them, including the ones you plug on this show. (laughs) He's salty, y'all. He can't handle it. All right, we'll keep moving. I thought, I thought Sting was terrible there, to be honest. He was uh, terrible, he and nature nature boy looks like he's trying too hard to be a baby face. By the way, he we haven't also, done this. Here's the other thing. He also needs a haircut. That hair is ridiculous. Not Stink? a short haircut like Herd wants, but he needs to trim that shit up. It's too fluffy. That's funny you say that. Wait for another few months. He's going to put that nonsense in a ponytail because it's so long. And he's gonna look like almost like a samurai. It's hard to describe. I don't. I don't know what else to say it, but he's gonna look. It's, he's gonna look absurd in a few months. If you think it's fluffy now, just wait. Okay. I mean, heard. I I get why heard wanted him to cut it, not chop it all off. But it is very fluffy, Doc. At this point. Yeah. By the way, Arn Anderson in that promo just now is. We haven't talked about this in a while. He's only 31 years old right there. 31. Mm. He's going to make 32 in September. He still looks 50. Oh, boy. He still looks 50. Doc, did you have any thoughts as we keep moving on any of these commercials uh, that play? I thought a lot of them were... There were some replays, a couple of new ones, but nothing, you know, nothing to write home about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm... I'm Nothing big there. Okay. You're cold on those like me. Good. Let's go now to the Louisville Slugger segment with Jim Ross. Jim Jim Ross. Jim Cornette. 
We got Buzz Sawyer, the Great Muda, and the Dragon Master here. Here it is. Oh, the reason you've stayed tuned so far to see Jim Cornette and the Louisville Slugger. It's a hot program, and I got a hot slugger today because my guests are going to be in a steel cage at the Clash of Champions February 6th, live on TBS against the Horsemen. Here they are, the Mad Dog, Buzz Sawyer, the Great Muda, and the Dragon Master today on the Louisville Slugger. Mad Dog, what's it going to be like? You know what it's like to be in a cage, Flair? Arn Anderson sing. I was raised in a cage. Can you imagine Jim Cornette? When I grab to the top of that cage and I pop my head through and I got Flair or Sting laying there. The great Muda blows and then I stand and I do that dog flies off the top and I end the career of one of the four horsemen. It's going to be so exciting. But now let me ask you, Mad Dog, let me ask you. We saw last night all the people watching TBS watching the Power Hour. You beat up, you destroyed the Andersons. You came up off that top rope and you crashed down on Ole Anderson. You nearly crushed the life out of him. How are you going to be able to do that in the cage? You can't get your head through that steel cage, can you? You liked that, didn't you? I got it, As a matter of fact, yeah, well, you, you wouldn't see, mind hurting somebody, would you? I, I like hurting people. I believe him. And I believe him. With the oriental skills that the great Muta and the Dragon Master has put in my mind, the things that we have ready for the class, the 10th class, I understand. You know, dogs ain't too good with numbers, but we know how to fight. I want to say something to you, Jim Cornette. Okay. I want to say something to all the wrestling world. This will be one class that no one in the world will ever forget. Because what the Mad Dog has planned, no one, I don't care who it is, can top what we got going on. Now, I want to say one more thing. Okay, go ahead. And you were going to say it. I was just going to say it. Sting. Flair. What about it? Sting is going to wrestle Flair February 25th at the pay-per-view Wrestle War. What's going to happen? <laughs> well, <laughs> answer a question for me. Okay. <laughs> what if they get hurt on the class? <laughs> you mean you might hurt Flair, you might hurt Sting, Muda might hurt Flair, might hurt Sting, Dragon Master, somebody might get hurt is what you're saying to me, right? On the Clash of Champions. Well, that's our plan. But now what about this oriental track tactics that they use? What about the mist? What about all these things inside the steel cage? Nobody can get in to bring them nothing. Nobody can help them out. You know we can't tell you that. <laughs> you know the ninja, we can't tell you that. You know Mad Dog Busaya, we've been ruling the world for years. I've been around the world, and I'm going back again The Clash. The Clash of Champions. You know what they say for Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer? One Clash is worth seven. <laughs> I thought Sawyer was good there in a weird way. What did you think? He's either A, legitimately batshit insane, B, fucked out of his gourd right there, or C, A and B. Yeah, I ain't going to disagree with I him. was ready for him to say, it puts the lotion in the basket. And if you just look, if you look at this right here, and this is a, a frequent Harper complaint, without any branding on the back of that wall, this shit looks mud show. I mean, imagine this if you were, like, taking some shrooms or LSD and you happen across this shit. With Muda back there and Dragon Master and Buzz Sawyer and a blue screen, this is some cable access production. 
Yeah, you know Hopper loves his branding. He's got to have the brand. He's a brand manager. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they don't have the NWA there. WC, it's, yeah, I'm with you, man. But if you wanted, I mean, if you want to tell me that if anybody's going to hurt those guys before the clash, it's going to be Buzz Sawyer. I go, I believe you. So there you go. Yeah, and he's talking about hurting someone. And stay tuned to see if somebody actually gets hurt. I don't know if it's from Buzz Sawyer, but just stay tuned. You know, uh, Buzz. He it was really good, and like I said, it was kind of crazy when you when you watch him. It's 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 a good promo. He's he does come across as lunatic and insane. We keep moving. More commercial repeats. I don't really have much. Doc, did you have anything? We got the great Charlton Heston who Treasure Island. Yuck. Treasure Island was something else. Uh, unless I get to unless I get to that island and see mountains of gold or big titties, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying. Uh, Any any other thoughts? Oh, this is for a. Hearing aid, but today you know what it would be. What? Reverse, Reverse mortgages. <laughs> Man, how crazy is it? That, I wish Harper was here, but how crazy is it that Magnum P.I.'s hawking reverse mortgages and Joe fucking Namath is on there trying to get you the benefits you deserve with the virus? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I've seen it. That motherfucker is the guy that Ric Flair built his persona on, and now he's trying to help you bilk somebody out of some coronavirus benefits. I've seen it. I'm like, man, there's some snake oil stuff on on TV nowadays when it comes to some of that stuff, man. Snake oil. Yeah, the carnies have escaped the wrestling business for sure. They surely have. All right, uh, we keep moving. Kevin Sullivan is going to take on Robbie Idol. Cactus Jack is at ringside. He is reading a book called The Road Less Traveled. And I was trying <laughs> to remember, was this one of the books that they showed on his A&E? Biography? I don't remember. Me either. I couldn't remember. Now, if I was but... going to rebook this territory... And I don't know if Gary Hart wasn't there because he's gone. I don't know. I don't have I don't have timelines here to play with because I didn't watch. But I would have had Gear, uh, Kevin Sullivan after the Varsity Club and after Funk left Hart join in with Gary Hart because having him do shit like slapping Buzz Sawyer during a promo would have been great. And Buzz worked for with him in the stable in Florida. Well, I hear you. I'm not going to co-sign it, but okay. You We've would all too. got our ways of booking things. When we get off the air, you'll be like, man, that was a great idea. We should write that down. I'm still trying to figure out if Sting is is one of your favorite four horsemen of all time. No. Absolutely behind Paul Roma and Mongo. <laughs> That's messed up, man. But okay. Uh, Sullivan is going to win this match. Here's Cactus. He finally came out to read the book. Sullivan's going to win this match. Cactus reading at ringside the road less travel. This is great. That shit's funny. It is. <laughs> and he goes out there and he's like, what the hell are you doing, Cactus? Oh. Okay. 
I'm keeping it moving. Uh, Sullivan wins, like I said. Jim Ross and Gordon are going to wrap up the show. They tease some of the things coming next week. They speculate on what's going on with Woman and Flair. And then we go off air. That's how uh, things wrap up this week. Yeah. Very entertained. Yeah. I was I was actually very entertained by this week, and we'll talk about that in a second when we do the Rolex and ratings and all that good stuff. Before we do so, I want to remind you, I'm not going to plug any type of commercial or anything here, but I'm going to tell you how you can support this show if you're already shopping on Amazon. Please use the BTT Amazon Associates link at tinyurl.com slash Amazon. A great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping on Amazon, if you use that link, the show gets a little bit of support in return, and we greatly appreciate it. Again, tinyurl.com slash Amazon is how you can support us when you use Amazon. Doc, what are you going to rate this thing? Man, I... I did not have as favorable of an impression, I guess, as you did. And I don't care if I fast forward through the commercials or not. When I tune it on and see two hours, I start getting cranky. Uh, I really am got the calendar out and I am exiting off days, counting down until pitchers and catchers report. You said some shit coming up like there's a three hour episode on the way. You can just <laughs> count me out right now. You can go to the no, JV. You can go to the bench for that, that one. We're gonna split that one. That's gonna okay. be. We're gonna split that over two weeks. I mean, it just makes sense because it's. it's uh, I so mean, I'm not long. doing it. That in that episode, there's a. I was looking at it. There's a two out of three falls match with the Rock and Roll and the Freebirds. Um, there's just it's just a long, long episode. But anyway, uh, and it's not quite three hours. It's like two and a half or so. But yeah. We'll split it. Um, so what are you rating it? I didn't hate it, though. And there's some good moments, so don't get me wrong. And I'm not trying to be sour on this thing. I mean, we we still love the wrestling. So uh, I'm going to say B minus. Oh, okay. Well, that's not as bad as I thought you'd give it. I'll give it a B plus. It's not definitely not in an A category, but it was fine. Hour and a half. It beat two hours. <laughs> we've been getting recently a lot of the commercials were replays or you know ones we've seen numerous times over so at this point it's like oh okay well i don't really have any notes to make on that i can just keep moving so um yeah i thought it was fine b plus all right we need to give out the rolex before we do so i want to say please sign up and become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt again that's tinyurl.com slash patreon btt for another Two three days, you'll be able to sign up if you go the with the annual option and get two months for free uh, by going annual. If not, you can go monthly or month to month as well. But again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Great way to support this show. You get a lot of extra content, over 300 plus Patreon shows, including the world class shows. Doc and I haven't done a live stream in a long time, but we've made up for it, to be honest with you, with all of the biographies and dark side of the ring recaps that we've done over the last month and a half at this point so it's a great value please sign up and become a patron tinyurl.com slash patreon btt okay doc do you want to give out the rolex first or would you like me to i want you to go first this time uh this was tough because nobody will cut a damn promo there was like 
not really promos in this. So, I mean, I went through this four or five times easily trying to figure out, okay, well, who gets the freaking Rolex? And I'm going to give it the buzz, but I don't want that to come across as he did something spectacular. I just thought it was good. I had four contenders. I mean, there were a bunch of contenders, but I had it, Arn, they weren't like great. I had Arn for his promo and having to work with Ranger Ross. Buzz for being just insane. Teddy for that jacket. And I thought Cact- I liked Cactus's promo and him reading the book. So who'd you give it to? Give me Cactus. Say that again? You broke up. Oh, give me Cactus. Okay. I didn't expect that. Hey, look at that sign, Doc. Do you see that person holding the sign? We no, my sign. Skype just did something crazy, so I was trying to read what it was saying. It, I've yeah. been sitting here. Oh, we love Sting. I bet they do. Oh, look at that broad. I bet she'd like to bury that mashed up fat face of hers straight up in his crotch. You're an idiot. You know yeah. that? You're going to hell one day. Why? So you're going with cactus. These two look like I, these two like they're trying to get try, look like they're trying to get Sting's attention, and the guy behind them in the background looks like their perverted uncle who's willing to sell them to Sting. You think that's funny, huh? No, I don't. I'm sorry. Grow up. Uh, that's just that's just awful. Exactly. Thank it's you. It's just terrible. It really is. All right. Well, on that note, uh, so cactus is getting yours. I gave mine to to Buzz. I gave it a B plus. You gave it a B minus. Harper, he didn't give it nothing because he couldn't make it tonight due to extenuating circumstances that we were aware of. As a reminder, so before we get out of here, had, I want to. He had an excused absence tonight, and we did know about it, so we're not going to do a wellness check tonight. Exactly. But before we get out of here, I want to remind you please check out our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast with joe Morata and michael quinn the northern version of btt slightly classier definitely more professional you don't get the mud show shenanigans you get here because we're just stupid uh but they're still fun nonetheless they support us please support them and check out our vantage point i'm sorry check out the bottom line cast with mike pru and jv they cover our ecw show on the patreon feed so check their show out as well, wherever you get your podcast from. That's OVP, Our Vantage Point, and the Bottom Line cast as well. Doc, do we have anything else before we uh, get out of here, ride off into the sunset, you know, go get the Kawasaki, whatever we do here? Brother, I got, I, I, I'm on high alert tonight. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, I, usually I'm blown up and tired by now, but I got game five of the Mavericks playoffs. We're tied 2-2. This is a must win. It's a 9 o'clock local tip-off. I mean, how am I going to stay up that late? By the time this airs, the series could be over, right? Or would be over. Uh, hopefully in our favor. I mean, I, I think, you know, you live here and you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't feel about the Mavericks like you do about the Cowboys. So you like little pudgy Luca out there, don't you? Yeah. He's good. Damn good. good. Good kid. I don't have nothing against the Cowboys. I just like, you know, giving you a hard time. I talked to a guy at a crawfish boil this past weekend 
who said the last he went the last Cowboy game he went to. This was a few years ago, but it was at the stadium. I think it's the one you might have been there. It was against the Saints, and they beat the Saints. And he said there was a ton of Saints fans fans there. And you know what? Everybody's got their own story to tell because you'd be like Cowboys fans or blah blah blah. He said, "I wasn't sure we were going to get out of there alive." Is he a Cowboy fan? Yeah. And he he's in his own stadium, and he's saying, "I wasn't sure if we were going to get out of there With alive." The salty Saints fans after y'all lost disrespectful visitors <laughs> that's hilarious sounds like a wuss to me but okay you're in your hometown in your own stadium you got saints fans outnumbered by the thousands and you're crying about i didn't think i was gonna get out of there alive get the flying hell out of here that sounds like some just cowboy nonsense I, well what i told him was i said man i can feel you um, I've got a, I, I know a guy who's a Saints fan and he's a real piece of shit and I wouldn't trust anybody I know around him or anybody he knows. Right. Right. I was talking okay. about Harper, not you. <laughs> All right. Well, doc, on that note, what do you who, say? Who, we does get out the, here? The, who does the D band root for? He's a Saints fan. Oh, I would imagine that he has his backup team is the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. He got on Harper because, you know, I don't know if at some point in there he got on Harper because he was saying Harper didn't become a Saints fan until until they signed Breeze and they started winning. And D-Man was just ripping Harper a new one and claiming he's been a season ticket holder for a lot I got to side with D-Man on that. You got to ride or die with the home squad, man. He's full of crap. Harper's been a Saints fan. Really? A, fan. I mean, that's Okay. Not, okay. That's just D-Man just being stupid. To be honest with you, he's become we, a bit know, of a celebrity you, on the Facebook. Well, group. you know, you at some point, Luke's going to have to put those two in the ring. No, that's a reverse money printer. Matter of fact, I don't know if it was Armando or somebody on the Facebook group mentioned it. He's like, you know, if you want to really print some money, maybe it was Mark Wilson. You want to really print some money, put those two in the ring. And Luke said something like, um, and I laughed. I thought, I think he was being funny, but he was being truthful. He's like, then I'd be like the rest of the turds who run turd shows. Come on. I think the insult was more at the D-man and not Harper. Although Harper is one uncoordinated son of a gun in the ring. So he can contribute to the business in other ways. I am. I have heard, though, based on the Wildcat f- Facebook group, Facebook page, that Wildcat may be running soon, mm. so stay I better, tuned. I better start getting my excuses ready. The only thing is, I don't know. So they do the X-rated show in New Orleans, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do an X-rated show this year just based on, you know, you got to book the bar so far. And I don't know what the, the restrictions are still, but I'm... I think based on what Luke said in the Facebook post, it seems like they're going to come back before the end of this year. When that'll be? God, it could be December. Nah, it'll but be before then, bro. Trust we'll me. see. I, they're, follow they're, the, they're, I follow the science, and the science is looking real good right now. So we'll see. Um, well, I'm it, sorry. We're global. So if you're in one of those countries that's on fire, I don't know, get a, get a vaccine if you can. 
If it ain't during football season, I'd go. If it's during football season, uh, I gotta I gotta watch my slate of college football. We've been recording now for almost three hours tonight. That's your problem. You suggested no, it's your problem. This. I don't want to fucking hear it. No, no, you brought this. No, you. No, 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 this no, was no. your idea, uh, not mine. People, what he wanted to do was do one big patron episode, and I said, let's break it up into two, so people have like couple of different gifts to open at christmas and shit and he goes nah let's do it one and go through both of them real quick so that we can get done he's always trying to cheat y'all and then he comes out here and he's like i'm the guy that's trying to cheat you i'm trying to maximize your value guys that's what i'm trying to do doc is complaining about how long we've been recording right now but this was his idea right this used to be every other friday morning boy was it Oh, every Friday, mother morning. The good old days weren't so good. The good old days weren't so good, man. I'm (laughs) telling you. Well, on that note, I think we should get out of here and uh, ride off into the sunset like Austin used to do on his. So why don't you hit the tagline? Bookie bitch. You're a bro.